Joining me now for Locked On Gators is John Garcia, Locked On's recruiting insider. And before we get into it, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. And John, usually we come out here and we talk about a bunch of specific players, but not so much today. Uh, th- these are my favorite ones where we get to just talk about conceptual things and here uh as as you all know listening now uh samson okanola committed to the miami hurricanes great for him but as far as florida goes you've missed out on quite a few offensive linemen um a couple of them to miami three of them to miami if i'm not mistaken because obviously obviously uh bruno west florida then flipped and then francis maligoa and then now samson okanola and most of the top tackles are gone. You know, we spoke about a lot of guys here this season. But for Florida, you've got three offensive linemen committed. What what do you do for the offensive line for the 2023 class just to get some bodies in there? Because three is not enough. Yeah, I think that's that's really the first step, right? Three isn't enough. And, and the realization of that should cause you to make moves going forward. Uh, and look, it's going to be tough in the next few days before signing day, but two things. One, the dust will settle, and there will be a few good line prospects, high upside, long-term type O-line prospects that don't sign in December. Obviously, it, it could be for a multitude of reasons. I know one I reported on yesterday from uh, from up in the Northeast, he was an ODU commitment until yesterday, but he's gotten uh, offers from Rutgers, Ole Miss, and Maryland over the last week. So now he's going to push it to February and, and take some visits and see where it falls. So there are going to be prospects in that light that are still available. They won't be the Okanolas of the world, Roderick Kearney-type players, but they will be some interesting senior risers, late emergers that slip through the cracks, especially outside of that southeastern footprint that is so hot and heavy in recruiting. So that's on one front. On the second front, the portal. I mean, look, that thing is huge, wide open. Any other um, adjective we want to throw at it, uh, it's big. And there's a lot of players involved that have uh, starting experience and some that don't. And I think that's where the evaluations have to come back into play for Billy Napier and this staff. Do you double down on a kid that – Maybe you were familiar with two, three years ago in high school, even if they haven't taken that jump and made that college impact uh, like like some others have. Uh, you know, that there's going to be a compromise somewhere from an evaluation standpoint, whether you get the late seniorizer in high school or you get maybe the guy who hasn't lived up to it in college looking for a fresh start. Both of those paths can still lead to a starting caliber player at any position, but it just takes a little bit more ambition and creativity from the coaching staff in Florida has that on its roster, on its staff, I should say. And now it's going to have time to do it after this bowl game, right? It's going to have an open allotment. So I think you could still see some Gator action, not only in the portal over the next month, but in recruiting towards that traditional signing day. There could be a spot or two available. And if so, obviously the offensive line is going to be under consideration. Yeah, and I mean, you you just touched on it with the bowl game being at this point that this is coming out today. Uh, so bowl game is probably happening as you're listening, if it hasn't already happened right. already. But at this point, you know, national signing day is this coming week, or at least the early signing day is this coming week that we've all just completely cut out the early from it. And, and we just go, it's signing day. Um, but that that's coming this week, Florida, 
one of the few teams that will be done with their bowl game. Um, fun fact, Miami's also done with their bowl game, by the way. <laughs> um, so there's that, but Florida's... That is true. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, Florida's <laughs> one of the few teams that is going to be done with their bowl game that was bowl eligible. So is that kind of an advantage when you look at who Florida's been going head-to-head with a lot? Because Florida's been in a lot of, you know, Florida, Bama, Georgia things where... Maybe now, you know, Nick Saban's focused on his bowl game. Kirby Smart's focused on the college football playoff. And you can maybe kind of sneak your sneak your way in and, and maybe wedge yourself in there before signing day. Maybe make a kid second guess it, do whatever it is, but just make some noise at this point. Absolutely. You know, uh, it'll have to be from afar, right? The dead period kicks in on Monday, but... Going into signing day, there's always drama um, and, and you have a little bit more time and resources to be able to push into that potential drama. Um, and I think you'll see it play out even more after signing day. Right. First of all, the signing period opens Wednesday. It does stay open until Friday. So there's going to be some action. We know a couple of Gator targets are announcing the second day of the period, the 22nd Desmond Ricks uh, among them. So I do think that there's a little bit more opportunity for Florida there and they're in it heavily for Ricks uh, and Jordan Hall, one of the Jordan Halls, as, as we like to say on, <laughs> on this pod. But I think, again, you'll see it more after. Um, when all the dust on signing day and that signing period settles, there's always spots open, right? There's misses. There are clear misses that that are going to be had. Let's say Florida doesn't flip a John Walker. Let's say one of, or two of the guys deciding on the 22nd don't pick the Gators, where we know they had a spot and a scholarship in this class. That could be a spot or two now open that we didn't think about uh, and, and I think reallotting that to an offensive lineman or another tar- target of need, position of need, is very possible going into that February signing day. So now, again, it goes back to Billy Napier, his coaches, how they evaluate and and, and what they're willing to to trust their gut on. Um, and then the portal is always there as a supplement on top of it. So I do think there's still room to add to the offensive line or really any position beyond this early signing period because – the portal is slowing down high school recruiting. There are less spots open for those high school players. So naturally, there are some FBS level talent that won't have an FBS opportunity beyond, you know, this this next week. So those those are the kids that Florida has to kind of circle back on and, and take some chances with. You guys know I like to be a bit of an open book here. So this one touches home with me. I lost a teammate of mine in April 2021. When you're hanging out with friends and putting back a few drinks and a few becomes too many and as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. You're like, I live nearby. I'm a good drunk driver, which doesn't exist, by the way, that you can make it home. It's no big deal. Everyone knows the risks of drunk driving. And like I said, I had a teammate in April 2021 that passed away. He was... 24 when it happened it really sucked um but the results are often tragic and often deadly but that doesn't stop people from getting behind the wheel especially during this holiday season they drive under the influence and that's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives drive sober or get pulled over yeah and then i just have one more question where since we're talking about the portal and we're talking about are these are there some kids who are kind of maybe added i don't even want to say maybe at a disadvantage but i was talking about the other day uh michael pratt on my show we were talking about michael pratt the two-lane quarterback and 
there's like rumors about Florida being interested in him and him maybe being interested in the portal, but he doesn't play his bowl game until January 2nd. Is there kind of, or how do you maybe manage it where he doesn't hit a bowl, he doesn't play his bowl game until January 2nd. What if he wants to hit the portal after the bowl game? Is he at a bit of a disadvantage there where it's like, well, spot might be taken already at that point, or if Florida's willing to wait, or if any school that might be interested is willing to wait, does that put the player, the school at a disadvantage where if the school does wait, and then he goes somewhere else, you get kind of screwed over? If it was a high school recruit, I would say yes. That's not a lot of time. What is it, 10 days or so after January 2nd to wrap up your recruitment. Um, but visits aren't as important in the portal. These these players have been through the process. They, they kind of know what they're looking for. It's more about the fit, the scheme, and like you said, the spot. Is there availability at this school? Naturally, Pratt, if, you, if you're going to move on, you're going to move on to the Power Five. We do anticipate a lot of the quarterback dominoes being settled at that point, but that's the thing. There's a lot of quarterbacks in that portal that are very, very good, so much so that we're seeing a few pull back and jump back in with their current school because the talent level is so strong at the top with Grayson McCall and Devin Leary and Hudson Card, DJ Uyangle. There's a great group of quarterbacks available, very different and vast skill sets. Hey, Nick Evers available, by the way. So there's there's some interesting arms available there, and it's a wide number. So jumping in late, you know, if you use your back channels the right way, and look, we all know it happens, right? Every single elite player that jumps in the portal has options the moment he is in there officially. Use your back channels and, and see what's available. And that works both ways, player to program and program to player. Uh, so there's no rules against contacting the high school coach or the parents or the friend or the you know someone else involved that, that isn't on that, that two-lane roster or any roster for that matter. Uh, so with the resources that both parties have, uh, these decisions can move very quickly. So even in a situation where there's only a few days left in the open portal period or whatever we're calling it, there's still opportunity to make moves, especially for a, a player who's who's kind of been through it already like Pratt has. So it'll be fascinating to, to see sort out. We've already seen a few quarterbacks come off the board with commitments to their new school. So this thing does move quickly, typically at that position. But again, if, if one or both sides of this equation know this could happen down the line, uh, you know, in Pratt's situation, this could happen in January. I think they'll take all of that into consideration and, and keep the door open just enough to see if it's a fit uh, down the line. All right. Thank you so much, John. This is John Garcia, Lockdown's Recruiting Insider. Catch him all throughout the Lockdown College channel. Catch him on Lockdown Gators as many times as I could possibly get him on the show. Sounds good, my friend.